many years ago uh, called The Story of the Christ Child says this regarding Christmas. The story of Christmas is the most stupendous happening in the history of the world. So we shouldn't really get bored by Christmas, okay? The most stupendous happening in the history of the world. For it is the story of God sending his son to earth. It is a story of God's action for man's salvation. For Bethlehem leads right on to Calvary. And you cannot separate the cradle from the cross. Because without the cradle, there would have been no cross. Because in order for Jesus to die, he had to first be born. So, so there is nothing, as it were, strange in as we have done this evening. And, that, and the only way that that was possible was through the cross, through his death. And over these past few weeks, we've looked at some of the songs that are, are, that are recorded uh, for us as in, in the Nativity account, as well as the character of, of some of the people who sang them who, who, or who spoke uh, the words that Luke has written down. We've looked at Mary and then Zechariah. We've looked at Simeon. And now I want us to consider another of the godly characters that surrounded the birth narrative of our Saviour. We are introduced to her in verse 36. Her name is Anna. And although Luke only gives to us, or dedicates, as it were, two verses to her in his gospel, there is much to admire, I would suggest to you, and even emulate concerning what we are told about this elderly lady. Luke tells us that she was a prophetess. She tells us who her father was. And he tells us from what tribe that she came, which actually in and of itself is rather interesting. Because if you know your Old Testament and all the tribes, you will know that Asher was one of the so-called lost tribes. Yet here is one of the descendants of Asher in the temple. And as we will see, worshipping the one true God, it shows us that the so-called lost tribes were not completely lost. And that should encourage us, brothers and sisters, never to give up on anybody. As a prophetess, she had a special gift from God that of, of, of declaring and of interpreting God's message. We read of other prophetesses, plural, uh, in Scripture that there is Miriam, Exodus chapter 15, that there is Deborah, Judges 4, and, and if you turn into the New Testament, you know from Acts 21, and look at the life that she had. We are told that she lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, I take it to mean that she was married for seven years, and was now in her 84th year of being a widow. And I guess we know this Luke's account so well, don't we? And, and, and we could probably, and we usually do, and I confess to that, just kind of skip over that. But ask yourself what lies behind that. As a young girl, she would have married. And no doubt, like all young married couples, was looking forward to a long and to a happy marriage. 
but seven years, seven years into her marriage, her husband died. She's left a widow. And in those days, that wasn't an easy position or situation to be in. Not, not that it's any easier today, don't misunderstand me. And it could have been easy for Anna to lose faith. It could be easy for Anna to turn away from God. It could have been easy for Anna to, to, to feel that life has given her a bit of a raw deal. Yet here she is. And, and, and we can't be sure, but most commentators reckon that she must be at least 100. And we find her in the temple. Indeed, Luke tells us that she never left it. What a testimony to the sustaining grace of God. And what faith this elderly lady is showing. And I want to just cover a couple of things regarding her. Very simply, we read that she worshipped and that she, wit she witnessed. She worshipped and she witnessed. It may have been that um, she had some type of accommodation uh, within the temple precincts. Luke tells us she, she never left the temple. Uh, that it may be that she had some kind of accommodation. But what it does mean is that she incessantly was at the temple. She was a kind of worshipper who never missed a service. Night and day she worshipped. And we see at least three things in relation to her worship. We read of fasting, we read of praying, and we read of praising. Three vital ingredients to true worship. She fasted, which was obviously a decision that she herself had taken. It's interesting to, to note that in, in the law of God, fasting is actually only commanded once a year on the Day of Atonement. And over time, however, fasting began to, to, to multiply. And indeed, it got to such the stage that Jesus in Matthew 6 actually gives certain instructions regarding it. And it is a discipline that many still do today. In scripture, prayer and fasting are often put together. You often read of them together. Fasting is, to quote one writer, voluntary abstinence from food as a religious exercise. And Anna fasted. But we see that she linked that fasting with praying. In one sense, I don't want to make a big issue about this, but, but on the other hand, it's really important. It's a really important part of our worship and of our corporate church life together. Prayed about. I wonder if like kind of Simeon and Zechariah, she was praying to God for, for, for what Luke refers to as the consolation of Israel of the coming of Messiah. I wonder if some of the prayers that she prayed 84 years ago were still being prayed. 
Remember how faithful she was in her prayers. Certainly the one concerning the Messiah must have been prayed for for 84 years because he had not come until now. But now he has. 84 years of praying is a long, long time. I wonder if she ever thought, what's the use? I'm old. I'm widowed. And this fasting, this praying, still no Messiah. Have you ever felt like that about a specific prayer request? Salvation for a family member? Maybe an issue like Paul had, like his thorn in the flesh. Well, brother, sister, stick at it. Stick at it till God tells you otherwise. Because Anna's prayer is about to be answered. And it's about to be answered in the most amazing way. Is there not a lesson here for us all? This godly old woman is fasting and is praying. Reminds me of the two old ladies who prayed regarding revival to come to the island of Lewis. I wonder how long they had been praying. <coughs> Mentioned on Thursday night that Sandy Stewart was... Um, MPAM this past week and speaking of, of, of revival um, here in this, this local community. And we need to remember that, that revival, of course, ultimately is of God. And as someone has once said, if, if you can explain revival, it's probably not revival. But we can't underestimate in regards to the Lewis revival, the part played by two elderly ladies in their 80s. Two, if you like, modern-day Annas. Before Annas. Who didn't give up. Who prayed and who prayed and who prayed. And in relation to the Lewis revival, these two old ladies, soon others joined them. And the result, brothers and sisters, you, you know it well, but the result was an island that was changed and transformed by the gospel, the effect of which is still felt today. And if we want to see revival, it was to fasting also. I, I long for the day when our dear brother Willie Cowie's prayer is answered, that the hall next door will not be big enough for the prayer meeting. And numbers are not the be-all and end-all. Don't misunderstand me, and I'm not on a particular hobby horse. But Thursday night, we, we had a terrific time of prayer on Thursday night. And don't misunderstand me here, because I know that we can't make it all the time, but brothers and sisters, surely a church this size can have more than 10 at a prayer meeting. I'm not wishing to offend anybody. Anna fasted. And Anna prayed. But also notice, 
Well, I assume that it is the moment that Simeon has baby Jesus in his hands and is praising and is and prophesying about him. And, 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 and Anna just kind of joins in and she is filled with praise and she is filled with thanksgiving and she directs it all to God. And um, she, she was in the temple. She, she must have saw, she must have heard all that Simeon has, was saying concerning this child. And her immediate response is to give thanks to God. It's a very simple and a very short point here. Uh, forgive the simplicity. But, but here is this elderly lady caught up in thankfulness to God. For the provision of his son. For the promised deliverer. For the fact that God has been faithful to his promise because here is the Messiah. And again, as I mentioned with Simeon and as I've mentioned before, again we see the importance of being at the place of worship. Because we do not know when God in a gracious sight, will choose to especially bless. She might have felt like a night in that night. Think what she would have missed. And as I was studying at this point, I just kind of stopped because I had this little picture in my mind of these two elderly, godly people. Simeon and Anna, two saints who had served faithfully, who had prayed regularly, who had waited patiently, and today was the day. Today, they witnessed the Christ child before them. Simeon, as we saw last week, actually held him in his arms. And there with them, a young couple with a new baby. Is that not a lovely picture of what church should be? Young and old, centered on Jesus. See, it's, it's Jesus that unites Mary, Joseph, Simeon, Hannah. One of the commentaries makes this point. He says this, I would have liked to have heard these elderly people sing. Imagine the praise of Simeon and Anna that day. Wow. Years of waiting. Years of praying. Years of serving. And now because of Jesus, it all leads to, to be at the center of all of our thanking and all of our praising and of all of our worshiping. He is to be the center. Jesus, be the center. What have you got to give thanks to God for? Well, keep it, God willing, till next Sunday evening and you'll have plenty of opportunity to come and share. But here is Anna. An elderly, godly woman whose worship consisted of fasting and of praying and of praising. Brothers and sisters, may ours be likewise. She worshipped. And she witnessed. 
I am more convinced than ever that our witnessing actually flows from our worshipping. I don't think you can divorce the two. For when we truly worship God, when we live a spirit-filled life, when we have a life of prayer and of praise, then that in of itself is a... That doesn't mean to say that, that, that it's easy. Uh, Ron was sharing on, on, on Thursday night with us of, of, of how he was, was witnessing a Bill the Postman, wasn't it? Bill? No. Brian, I knew it began with B. If he witnessed it to Brian, but just, just by simply talking and just looking for that opportunity. Now, we might not all be gifted in that way, but we can all share what Jesus means to us. We can all share what Jesus has done for us. We can all share what Jesus can do. We look out into a community and, 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 and a nation and a country that, that is so divided I have never known a worse time. And where is hope? Hope is in the gospel. That's where it is. Yes, God does give people, I believe, the gift of evangelism. I believe that is a gift. But if like Simeon and if like Anna, that, that we are godly and we're devout and we're praying and we're thanking and we're making Jesus the center, then Talking of him and talking about him should be second nature. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. We are worshippers first and witnesses second. I've used this quote before, but bear with me. From John Piper. John Piper says this. Missions is not the ultimate goal of the church. Worship is. Mission exists because worship doesn't. Worship is ultimate, not missions. Because God is ultimate, not man. Then he says this. When this age is over... And the countless millions of the redeemed fall on their faces before the throne of God. Mission will be no more. It is a temporary necessity. But worship abides forever. You won't be witnessing in heaven. You'll be worshipping. But he does say, worship is there for the fuel and the goal of missions. You may want to agree or disagree with that. But I think it's true. I think it's scriptural. I think we are worshippers first and witnesses second. What did the shepherds do after seeing Jesus? On realizing just who this child really is, her, her, her first, well, her second response, because her first response I've just seen was praising God. Her second was to witness. Her second was to go and to tell others. Notice what Luke tells us. She, she, gave, she gave thanks to God and spoke to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. 
it seems from what Luke tells us here that there were others not mentioned in his gospel who like Zechariah and like Elizabeth and like Simeon and like Anna and like Mary and Joseph that there were a few who were waiting for this time. And, and now this time has come. God's salvation has been known. And Simeon and Anna sing about it and they share it as do the shepherds. And it seems to me that Anna just couldn't wait to tell others about Jesus. She's a hundred old years old. She's on fire. She couldn't wait to tell others. And, and, and that's what we Simply telling out of an overflowing heart, guided by the Spirit, just what Jesus means to you and what he has done for you and what he can do for others. That's what witnessing is. You know, as I was studying, there was one thought that occurred to me that I had never really considered before. And it's this. We read that Anna spoke. You know those carefully what Luke tells us? And remember that, that Luke carefully kind of went into all of these things. Go and notice what he tells us. We read that Anna spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. That sounds to me like perhaps a small, maybe even unique group of people. That speaks to me that perhaps it actually was just kind of Anna's close circle of friends. And the point that, that I want to make is this. We all have our own kind of group of friends to whom we can witness. And, and, I, and I can't really reach your group, kind of, nor you mine. I actually, without digressing too much, I think part of the problem is that Many, and I count myself in this, many Christians don't have very many non-Christian friends. But Anna goes to this unique group of people and she tells them about Jesus. Who can you go to this week and tell about Jesus? Who, who can you go to this week and just say, and, and I know it's not easy, I'm not... But who can you go and say, here's an invitation card, do you want to come to a carol service? Or here's a card, do you want to come to this course that we're running? It's only seven weeks, you'll get a wee bite to eat, Anna, and you can talk in that you want, or you can sit and say nothing. We have got an opportunity in this coming week to do that. We can use the invitation card. We can invite people to the Christmas services. We can invite people to Christianity Explored. The wor I I said this, the worst they, what's the, the worst they can say is no. On the other hand, it might actually be the best thing that you'll ever do for them. Here's a card. We have seen with Mary and with Joseph and with Elizabeth and with Zechariah and with Simeon and with Anna that age, age is no barrier. There's a great one, Anna was at the other end of the school. And yet they were both united because they were both followers of God and Jesus was at the centre of their lives. We've seen even in the darkest of days, mentioned this about when we read in Luke chapter 1, in the days of Herod, they were 
terrible, terrible days, yet God still has his people. And we are that people, brothers and sisters. And we see that God's plan of salvation will be accomplished. And that plan of salvation is best accomplished when we as God's people together, together, worship and witness regarding the Christ child. Anna spent her time in prayer and in praise and in proclamation. May we know what it is, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to do likewise. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow, whatever, whatever tomorrow might bring. We face it in a knowledge that the one who came, the one who died, the one who rose again, lives.